Welcome to Swiftology. Yes. Yay. Swiftology is simply the study and breakdown of all things Taylor Swift. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. And today, for you, our Swiftologists, we are doing Taylor Swift 101. Yes. So, uh, to be perfectly honest, we have not done a lot of prep for this episode because... We so hard because how do you encapsulate mm-hmm. one of the most talented people, the most talented person on the planet, in a twenty-minute episode? I think even like people who are not Swifties, Taylor Swift fans, yeah. any of it, like it is hard for them to not group her with the greatest musical influences of all time. Yeah, which is crazy because she is still like She's, in her prime now. Yeah. Like she yes. is not. You She's know. not slowing down anytime right. soon. Right. Yeah. So anyway, it's hard. Crazy. She's had so many eras. Like it's not like you can talk about like no. This is how she is because it changes. Yeah. Um. Over time, and she's like grown from. I mean, her first Constantly. album came out when she, she was in high school, yeah, six. and she is now thirty three. Yeah. So which is crazy. Which still isn't really that long, but you just change so much over that. Period, and it's like a constant evolution mm-hmm. as well. Any cultural things that have gone so on, like many. her albums that have come out. So like we're just gonna do our best. Yeah, this is Taylor Swift 101, which mm-hmm. means probably a 201 will be in the works <laughs> <laughs> sometime soon. We could have different subjects for each it's subject matter. That it's albums 101, and that's what this podcast is. Era 101. <laughs> Hilarious. So fun. Okay, so really just speaking from the heart, first things first, Taylor Allison Swift. Dr. Taylor Allison Swift. Taylor Allison Swift. And we say doctor because um, New York University, University, NYU, Mm -hmm. um, gave her a, what do you call it? Honorary honorary doctorate. doctorate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And... uh, yeah, and she made a speech, and it was incredible, and she yeah, used her own so lyrics in it. Midnight Easter, Easter eggs, eggs that, that we didn't we, know yeah. yet. But you knew, that, like, she was doing something. That yeah. So good. Ugh, so great. Anyway. So good. Anyways. And she was born on December 13th, 1989. <laughs> I know. Um, my baby has, like, a little golden book of Taylor Swift that is her <gasps> biography, and so I'm just, like, listening to those it. words in my brain because that's how it starts. Taylor Allison Swift was born December 13th, 1989 in West Reading, Pennsylvania. Wait, that's, that's really great. I know, isn't that great? Yeah, I love that. I could tell you the whole thing if you yeah. want. Um, she went to high school in Nashville. We mm-hmm. do know that. And I, she just started. I So please correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. What I hear is she gave her like mm-hmm. EP essentially mm-hmm. to a bunch of different record labels mm-hmm. and was like sign me yeah is that right I could tell you from the little golden book yes that, please so she grew up in Pennsylvania she moves to Nashville because she decides she wants to pursue music yeah she was really inspired by Faith Hill and Shania Twain yes because Queen Taylor Swift started off country in country um so they moved to Nashville all of the Swifts do um we like know people who like went to high school with her yeah. because we live in Tennessee and um anyway it's kind of crazy but she 
gave her demos to a bunch of people, like, was just knocking on doors, basically, in Nashville, yeah. like, trying to, like, get a record deal. Mm-hmm. And a few people were interested, but they didn't want her writing her own songs because she was so young at the time mm. when she because she started doing that when she was like 12. mistake number one <laughs> yeah they didn't want her writing her own songs because they're like what does this person have to say about life or anything like that and who's gonna want to listen yeah who wants to listen? so she went to the bluebird cafe which is like this famous songwriter place in nashville and was playing some other field songs and then some of the songs she had written and that's where she got discovered by scott bruschetta <gasps> scott bruschetta oh that name it just like rings good bells because like all the fun things they did and then it's like saddened yeah Yeah. but also a good end after that yeah so yeah that's very true yay um but yeah and so she has a mom and a dad and a brother Mm -hmm. and her mom's name is andrea and her dad's name is scott and her brother's name is austin which is very sweet correct yeah three cats three cats meredith and olivia and, and benjamin, benjamin. <laughs> which is really sweet she's just a cat lady she's just yeah. a cat girl you know <laughs> and starred in the movie cats among other movies <laughs> yeah which we will get into later yeah, maybe so sure. <laughs> uh, but anyways i feel like she was most known for writing about her life and like mm-hmm. her experiences and so a lot of that is love mm-hmm. as does drake and ed sheeran and other people but she coincidentally just kind of got in the limelight because of misogyny (laughs) (laughs) and the patriarchy yeah but i think like i think she's even said something along the lines of like painfully autobiographical yeah like was so detailed and like literally dropping names and like all that stuff and other people do that too but i think honestly like the reason she came in the limelight more for it was because she was so good at it yes and And so noticeable when she did it and it's like she never really confirmed too much Mm -hmm. i feel like but but that gets into part of taylor swift 101 which is how how do you know what she's talking about in her songs that is a great she doesn't confirm too much yeah when she doesn't really confirm anything i feel like an important thing to follow Mm -hmm. when you like want to jump into taylor swift is just the little bits and pieces that she gives you. Um, And at first, in her first albums, this kind of started off when you buy, bought her Mm -hmm. CDs, they have, like, lyrics in them, right? Like, a lot of CDs do, but she would capitalize letters and she would, like, spell out cryptic messages. And Mm so from the get-go, she knew that she wanted to talk to her fans and like communicate with them because mm-hmm. she knew on a broad scale it was kind of a little bit harder the internet was kind of new mm-hmm. kind of vibe but she knew like oh this is kind of like she loves puzzles and like yeah. you know easter eggs and that kind of thing and so it has developed and snowballed essentially into like this big thing but starting off it's kind of like if you want to know about taylor swift it's really important to see what she gives you I feel like context clues in her songs Mm -hmm. and also just like a cultural timeline. That's very, uh, that's very true. That's great. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Um, She also has always, I feel like a good thing to know about her that goes along with that is she has always had a really deep connection with her fans. (gasps) Yeah. And like been like very intentional to like find ways Mm -hmm. to connect with them. And she did that like when she was just starting even like up until like present day. Yeah. Um, So she's done that like, in a variety of ways and we'll probably do other episodes that dive deeper on each of these things but she like was very engaged on tumblr which i like 
did not like wasn't there for really i like didn't have a tumbler i think i tried to have one once i tried to have one too it just like was too yeah raunchy i don't know but she also like i think everybody during that time was on myspace like i remember the jonas brothers on myspace would like comment back to you she did the same thing yeah she would like to your point of like sharing she would like put stuff in her bio on myspace about like her thoughts on like what she was doing and all that stuff which is so cool um but she did that she's done things like finding like fans on social media yeah. and like finding sweet ways to like reach out yes. to them like and would like go to weddings mm-hmm. and would go to like showers, like, showers yes. host mm-hmm. secret sessions which you already said yes and literally i feel like it, when people ask because people ask us i feel mm-hmm. like more than the average person <laughs> like why do you like why mm-hmm. and I joke and I'm like, because she constantly feeds us. <laughs> I'm like, if it's not a re-recording, it's a new album or it's always a, a tour yeah. or it's a music video or it's hints to something new. Like mm-hmm. there's always something. And yeah. so it's one of those things where it's like, it's, it, she's constantly feeding yeah. us, but also she has cared so much about her fans Mm -hmm. will write letters to them would send them gifts and like we were saying like going to showers and writing songs about yeah like things that fans told her about like yeah it's like it's so intentionally connected to Mm -hmm. her fans where people can't help but to connect with her because she is making the effort to connect with them and mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of artists yeah. once they get to a certain point mm-hmm. do not do that yeah well and even like neither of us have ever met her or like had any like not crazy yet. experience <laughs> or like anything like that but we still feel like connected to her mm-hmm. because we get to like first of all like when you see her connecting with fans like that you relate to them you're like oh, they're just like me and she yeah. like likes them and like all this stuff and and she she comments on tiktoks mm-hmm. and she like just likes things yeah. and then it's like wait she sees us yeah. wait that's fun she's just like us <laughs> yeah she's not but. and like i don't know she just obviously caters to like she kind of started it but then the swifties like jumped into like yes everything that she does and is and now she like plays into it and like messes with us and we mess with her and it's just so fun <laughs> it's just this great relationship that we love so much um but i feel like going back to her albums mm-hmm. so if we want to so the first album mm-hmm debut her debut album taylor swift teardrops on my guitar october 24th 2006 2006 oh i was in the seventh grade i must have been in the eighth grade taylor swift was 16 i think it was 16 when it came out yeah Yeah. wild yeah I, so she wrote it when she was like 14, and 15. It's a country album. Mm-hmm. And so. Tim McGraw, I think, was the first single. Yes. I could be wrong. Just I, I think here. you're right. Um, and uh, then Teardrops on My Guitar, as Our well. Song. Yep. I feel like on Mary's song was really mm-hmm. popular. I remember that on the radio. Yeah. Oh, it's just so sweet. Um, this is from a Reddit user, and I love this. She said, Sometimes it's hard to imagine Taylor Swift as young. Um, as a young, unknown country artist trying to find her way in the intimidating music industry because she wrote songs in this album in her freshman year of high school, meaning that it contains her weakest vocals in her catalog and it's not by any stretch of the imagination her best album, but it is a teenage girl with an unstoppable dream. And like you can just like hear that mm-hmm. in everything that she does i also just love like seeing like little clips of her interviews from that time because she she just had like 
innocent. The, well, but also the drive. <laughs> yeah. Like, you could just tell, like, she is, like, not stopping. And her, con- like, yeah. her concerts in the mall and things like mm-hmm. that. It's kind of crazy. The Reddit user is CJB Orange. So, huh. whatever that A means. A Swiftologist. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. so that was Taylor Swift. That's her Taylor debut Swift. album. She, Country. um, really like she opened up for a few major country musicians um on like that's how she started touring for that album um someone i forget who it was but someone else was opening for rascal flats and they kicked them out (gasps) to have taylor really i saw that person like talking about it on tiktok or something crazy i know who it is i just can't think of it but yeah she opened for brad paisley yeah, Tim McGraw yeah. and Rascal Flatts. That's so crazy. Yeah. And then oh, she also went that. to like the CMA Fest. Yes. And all of that. So and that was. she wasn't the headliner. Mm-mm. I know. Can you imagine? Crazy. Yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, yes, but no. <laughs> crazy. And then the next album. Fearless. Fearless. November 11th, 2008. That's right, baby. Mm-hmm. And so the same user, I'm just going to reference the same. So thank you, CG- CBJ. <laughs> so it says, Swift took the success of her first record two years earlier as a cue to explode outward in all directions. Fearless is a masterpiece of teenage country pop. It is mm. perhaps the final project she ever created before her womanhood, which gives it both striking maturity and a cute element of charm. If you ever meet an older Taylor Swift fan, this is probably the album that got them hooked. Which hmm. is true. Not wrong. I love that. Uh, yeah. Fearless won so many things. Yes. Um, it ended up winning album of the year. Yes, it won it like every country award, yes. like at every award show. Yes. Like Love Story, You Belong with I mean, Me, like 15. whatever the like lever- levels are, like pl- multi platinum something. It was iconic. Yes. It was before streaming and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Like it was the moment. Yes. Yeah. And it was also the moment when. Kanye interrupted her Mm -hmm. and so that kind of we will have episodes that delve into all of the Mm -hmm. feuds that Taylor Swift unfortunately yeah people have picked she was so she was 16 she must have been 18 when that came out when that happened yeah it was September sometime in September 2009 okay and she was maybe 19 when that yeah she was about Mm -hmm. to turn 20 maybe I don't know we'll get our math together timeline out yeah, we will. when we do the deep dive yeah we will but yeah so that happened if you don't know since this is 101 mm-hmm. just the cliff notes version she won at the vmas mm-hmm. one video of the year for you belong with me mm-hmm. which is iconic it's like cheerleading high school lucas hill everything uh, prom <laughs> and <laughs> taylor uh, swift brunette taylor swift blonde true there were two of her um and so she won against beyonce for mm-hmm. single ladies Kanye during the announcement, which another thing to know is that Taylor Swift or Taylor Lautner gave her gave the award, her, yeah. like presented the award to her. They were dating at the time. Kanye comes up on stage and interrupts her. I'm sure everybody has heard about it, and she. It like, was a cultural reset. Yeah, it was. I mean, it definitely changed the trajectory of her career and yeah. her life. Um, so yeah, we'll get in more of that later but that's when that happened it was for a song from fearless fearless that was still she was still in her country era Mm -hmm. and she won't switch over into her pop until a little bit later Mm -hmm. the next album is speak Speak now Now. october 25th 2010 yes um these have all been fall releases so far they're all fall releases she's just a fall girl until lover crazy 
April summer. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I love it. I never realized that. I love that. Laid out here. Wow. This person says, that's really, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, every single song on Speak Now is written solely by Taylor Swift herself, which is the biggest kind of thing to defining. note about this album. Yeah. Defining, yes. Um, perhaps it's a response to critics who claim she relied too much on her older male co-writers. It is a loose concept album about finding your voice. Thus, it is riddled with apologies, confessions, and declarations of love. Sonically, it is a primarily country album, though it contains heavy elements of rock and punk. Mm. Or no, rock, rock and pop. Great. Sorry. <laughs> I love that. Speak now. Like I said, the defining thing is that it's she entirely it self-written because Fearless was so successful. And of course, no one can be like, Good Taylor job. Swift is great. She had this amazing album. They yeah. had to like be like, well, she only got that because of this and that and whatever. And so she was like, fine, I'll just show you guys. And so she puts out Speak Now, fine. which is entirely self-written. That. I will say the main difference between, for me, Fearless and Speak Now is Fearless is very like, like dreaming about love like yes. almost like fairy tale like yeah imagining what love would be like yes. or like your first love like yes. that kind of thing and then speak now it's like i have been hurt yes. now yeah deeply. i have gone through it yes yeah, yeah. i've had my but love story still that very young like <laughs> mm-hmm. what your first heartbreak <laughs> yes. kind of feels like almost mm-hmm. some standout um songs in this are enchanted sparks fly and back to december which I agree wholeheartedly with so all of good. those. And I will add my own Dear John mm-hmm. to that. Oh, yes. So that, I feel like it wasn't like the big thing. Mm-hmm. Cause like it was Sparks Fine. It was Alice Enchanted. Right. And Wonderstruck was her perfume at the time. And mm-hmm. let's not forget that. Yeah. <laughs> and back to December, cause it was, it was about Taylor Lautner. Like it was all the things. Yes. But I feel like now mm-hmm. it's here, like, because we heard what have, could have, should have, and, mm-hmm. like, Dear John is well, and, like, coming back around. There are so many references still, like, within Speak Now that yes. I don't think when it came out, I was like, oh, this is a John Mayer album. Yeah. Because she has songs that reference Joe, Joe Jonas, Taylor, yes. even other other people, like, outside of that, too. Yeah. So, yeah. But Crazy. looking at it now, it is a John Mayer album. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. And it's like a, you know... I can do this mm-hmm. album in the yes. face of critics, which I love. Yeah. I love it. Which makes Taylor's version so great. It is. When you think about it that way. Queen. Okay. What's next? Okay. Red. <laughs> Wait, yay. <laughs> which came out October 22nd. Ah, oh, 22. October 22nd, 2012. She did it on purpose. Obviously. <laughs> of course she did. Queen, uh, we say 22 because that is a song mm-hmm. on red. Yeah, on red, which is really fun. This says, um, this is the most highly praised album Swift may have ever created. Songs from other albums with detailed lyrics and vivid storylines are typically compared to songs from Red. Mm. It is her most musically diverse project, bearing shades of soft rock, country rock, country, and even a few pure pop songs just for fun. Swift's fans mm. often associate Red with Autumn, given the title, aesthetic, and the nature of the songs. Some standouts are All Too, Too well, well, obviously, State of Grace, mm-hmm. Treacherous, 22. So good. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's like not even the beginning. I feel like that's not even the beginning of all the songs on that album. It's a very long album. It's so long. And a really cool thing about red this probably isn't like a one-on-one this is more of a deep dive but a cool thing about red that i didn't know until the taylor's version came out 
Because, again, I, like, wasn't watching people react to it. Yeah. Like, when the original one came out, I just had my experience. Yes. But, like, every other song is, like, opposite direction. That's so true. Did you know that? Like... I have heard that, If you go down I the track list. And now yeah, I it's like, remember it. Sad, happy. Sad. Like, literally. Yes. And it's, like, the whole album. That's Taylor funny. describes it as happy, free, confused, and lonely, which is a lyric from 22. Yeah. And so... That's... I love it's that. It's so great. It's everything that a fall Taylor album should be. Yes. Oh, it's so good. And Red is her last country yes. album. Yes. So. so she won. Did she? She didn't win anything Mm-mm. for this. Uh, please correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Please. Uh, don't come at me. I just, I think I'm, again, I'm just doing this from like a memory that's like locked in. <laughs> uh, this is SpongeBob going through his files. Uh, you didn't watch SpongeBob. I get to. Kind of, I got you. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, sorry. <laughs> uh, but. So I remember her saying, maybe it was to the Grammy people, that she lost. Mm. She lost. She didn't win for Mm -hmm. Red. I think at all. Mm -hmm. Maybe she, I don't know, but I'm pretending I know. So she didn't win for Red. Maybe like she thought she would. Mm -hmm. And so she said she went to bed and she woke up in the middle of the night or she woke up Mm -hmm. maybe sometime after and she came up with this idea, 1989, it's going to be a pop album mm-hmm. and it's going to it's like, like the it's cohesion yes. sonic like everything it's going to be the thing yes. like it's it this is going to win mm-hmm. and that was like boom and she even has voice memos on like her extra tracks which is so crazy because how she wrote the songs while we're still discussing red like that is most swifty's favorite yeah like that said like most swifty's favorite album or at least a favorite song yeah from that album and i don't think she saw it as a failure but she was like okay i have like done all of this yeah i am ready I've now my own songs yes and i'm i've i'm popping i'm country and i've mm-hmm. won because she still won a bunch of country oh, awards yeah. and she won a bunch of other awards just in general yeah it just was not what she wanted album of the year yeah mm-hmm. but then we get to 1989 1989 so fun october 27th 2014 which so so far just for those of you who are Taking notes. Yeah. As Swiftologists. <laughs> we have been every two years so far. Yeah. So. Sounds about We're right. still following that same pattern. That same trajectory, yes. if you will. It's important to know because the next is. one changes. <gasps> yeah, it does. <laughs> um, and so, 1989 is one of the most iconic pop albums of the 2010s. And dare we say... <laughs> the world (laughs) of our life (laughs) 1989 really cemented taylor swift's place as one of the greatest pop stars of our generation and chances are you will probably recognize a few songs if you haven't listened to the album before Mm -hmm. it is filled with synthesizers i think that's how you pronounce that industry heavyweights like max martin creating Mm -hmm. a sound reminiscent of pop music from the 1980s um some standouts include Mm -hmm. style Blank Space, and Wildest Dreams. So good. She also had really great collaborators on this album. Yes. They mentioned Max Martin, Ryan yes. Tedder. Oh my gosh. And Jack Antonoff. This was their first collaboration. Jack. Oh my gosh. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it Speaks kind of. volumes. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, speak now. It's- Love that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so great. That's really yeah. wonderful. It just, it was, you have to think about 1989. Mm-hmm. That was her last secret session right she had the rep room did she mm-hmm. okay well that they came to her house and yeah, she like yeah, baked yeah. them things i think that was yeah i think that may have been her last secret session which is crazy yeah. 
And she also had, she, I remember her talking and she, she was, was like, the it girl. she was the it girl. She had her mm-hmm. bob and her like blunt bangs, mm-hmm. blunt bob cut. And she the had holiday her girl house gang. party. Yeah. Like she mm-hmm. had her girl gang, the 4th of July parties. It was like the thing because. She moved to New York. She was yes. like, everyone was like, who's she dating? Who's she dating? Who? She's like, you know, what? I'm going to stop dating. I'm just going to focus on my friends. Mm-hmm. And she was friends with Carly Kloss at this time. Yeah. That was a huge thing. Every Victoria's Secret model you could ever yeah. think of. Everybody Z- in the Bad Blood music video. <laughs> we have everyone. So yeah. Oh my gosh. Kind of crazy, honestly. I know. It was just. I joke, it really was a cultural reset. Oh, yeah. How, it was a moment. One point for every time Rachel says cultural reset throughout this one episode. Because you two, will get to it again. Two points. I will. Because <laughs> the next album. And then I'm done. I don't know. I'm done until my top album. Okay. Yes. Okay, but it was just, I feel like we don't have a lot to say because it was such a moment yeah. for even people that didn't know about it. Yeah. So, that's all I have to say about that. It's the so the great. clothes, her two-piece sets, like, it was everything. There was some, like, news thing or something that was talking about the success of 1989 and why it was so successful, and it was like, it's a contemporary pop album with yeah. almost no contemporary references. Wow. But it sounds so modern in yeah. present day, but could bas- it basically will transcend time because someone could have listened to that album it's, time in the past yeah. and could listen to it at any time in the future and still relate to it. Wow. <laughs> I think that's all that, <laughs> that is. needs to be said. What's next? Big reputation. <laughs> so, so we have a... A different yeah. timing yes. moment here. So every album has been coming out two years apart. Reputation is her next one. It comes out November 10th, 2017. So three years basically since her last yeah. one. And because she had a hiatus in between. She did. She, Bleachella, this is Bleachella era. She bleached her hair. This is what Bleachella is. Mm-hmm. She bleaches her hair. She goes black and white, mostly black, black nail polish. I just like the bleach. We should pause and say that like the reason this is significant is because every time leading up to her albums as a one-on-one, she like, we refer to her albums as eras because she like became that album. album. Like her outfits, her like. When she goes on press tours. Things she would post on social media, Mm -hmm. things she would talk about. like filters. References. (laughs) Like everything was very like on brand for that era. And so. For the era. You would, and she would start doing that before she really announced like what the era was. Then she would announce it and then. It would be even more of a thing. Yes. And that era would continue until she did the tour for that era. Yes. And then she would have a change to start preparing for the next album. And so she started, Mm -hmm. I believe Bleachella was before it was like she went to the Met Gala, her hair was dyed like bleach blonde. Flashback when you met me, your buzz coming. Hair bleached. (laughs) Um, so good. Get away, car. We have all the bombs. So good. Uh, I know. <laughs> um, but I believe Bleachella happened before Reputation came out. Correct. And because. yeah, because there was maybe something else it was yeah. supposed to be. Some people believe that we will dive into later. Yeah. Some people believe that 
another album was supposed to come out that wasn't Reputation. And then, so basically what happened was, Google it if you <laughs> really want to know. But 101, long story short, Kim and Kanye doctored a video where um, Kanye basically calls Taylor Swift the B word. And she he says that she said that it was okay. And she mm-hmm. said... I said the song was okay, but I never knew the lyrics mm-hmm. um, that he made her famous. Mm-hmm. And basically, very inappropriate things. And she was just like, I... Music video was even worse. Yeah, like, like yeah. it was just not okay. Because Kim doctored this video with, like, a timestamp, that was fake. Mm-hmm. But everyone thought it was real because they're dumb. I never believed it, by the way. And... No. No, because... Yeah. Because if you know who she is, then you know that, like, she would never agree to that. And anyways, we'll get into that later. (laughs) I have some deep thoughts. Um, Anyways, and so she went, everyone was like, she's a snake. She got canceled. Yeah, she did get canceled. And so people were like, she's a snake. She's ridiculous. Taylor Swift is over party. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Do you remember that? The hashtag? Mm -hmm. Crazy. It's sad. People were so mean. People are mean to celebrities every day. And people get canceled every day. Every day. Um, but this is when it happened to Taylor. And it was yes. sad for someone who, like, has... And when she didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. That was along the, with yeah. her and, you know, supported her. And, like... It was sad because yeah. she, she wiped her social media. It obviously, she had already come out of this whole situation with Kanye before yeah. that we talked about. Yeah. It's like, Vergay had buried the hatchet, yes. but she kept maps of where she put it. <laughs> uh, but yeah. And so, yeah. reputation. She wipes her Instagram. She disappears. She took longer than she was supposed to in between yeah. albums. And like, everyone is like, it's been two years. Where's the album, yeah. sis? And she said... No one heard her, nothing. seen of her for a long time. For a really long time. She yeah. wasn't seen with any boys, no friends, mm-hmm. no no, no family, like, no nothing. Yeah. And then she posts on Instagram <laughs> a cultural reset, <laughs> number three. Um, but really, though. And she posts three, like, it went, like a grid. She posted one snake. And I was like, what is happening? I remember mm-hmm. exactly where I was when I saw it. I was in my bathroom in my little apartment when I first moved to Tennessee. And I remember being like, what is this? (laughs) What's she doing? And then she dropped the Look What You Made Me Do music video. Which was a cultural reset. Which was a cultural reset. (laughs) I just group all of rep as one big reset. Okay. Um, (laughs) Personally. But I mean, you can start the count for bethany uh but yeah and so she that happened and then Which boom it came out episode itself to like dig into everything the, the deep dive yeah because yeah, there's so many like oh uh, yeah look what you made me do Easter <laughs> moments eggs. Yeah. Easter eggs moments vibes and it was so good mm-hmm. and then she was back and she just really embraced the snake mm-hmm. theme yeah and she was like you know what Huh. And she she claimed it. Yeah. Such such a moment. Things that I love about reputation, aside from the obvious, there's so many like angsty songs, but like yes. so well written written. And I recently saw like someone on TikTok talking about like the track list as a whole and like how it like tells this like overarching yes. like arc of a story. It's of, a like, love story. Being really like hard and defensive at the beginning yeah. and like just like Are you aggressive yeah. and everything to like coming to the New end of Year's being Day. like so like so reputation also did not win 
tons of awards. That album of the year. Yeah. But um, was it even nominated? I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so either. Um, because Miss Americana. Oh, yeah. shows that yeah, and i don't think true. it was but um miss americana is a documentary yeah that you could watch for your one-on-one yeah, homework on netflix yep um and so anyway it like didn't like commercially like it obviously told tons and tons and tons and like yes. she's successful no matter what she does but like i think a lot of swifties like even myself like didn't like latch onto it the way that we normally yes. do because it was so different and obviously i did because i was in my rep era but for she's the most changed part. eras every time all the time yeah. but, but they've I think... been the same kind mm-hmm. of like they've been like dun, 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 dun. Yeah, yeah and she wasn't is very different especially like, coming yeah. straight from 1989 where she was like yes. the it girl to where rep your initial impression is like oh she's jaded yeah she was like, no longer the girl, girl. yeah like, no longer I don't the care. girl next door yeah. yeah and so i think it just took a moment even for swifties um yeah. to like catch up catch up to where she was yeah <laughs> because she was ahead of us that. and anyway so it like maybe didn't commercially do as well as like some people thought or she had thought but her stadium tour for reputation it was her first stadium tour yes even 1989 wasn't all stadiums like, yeah, I that's saw her true. in Bridgestone Arena. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I saw her in Raymond James. Oh, cool. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but Reputation was all stadiums. It was her first all stadium tour. <sighs> and people, like, told her before. They were like, it's You're... not going to be that successful. <gasps> Look at this album. Like, it yeah. didn't do as well as 1989. She said. And it was, like, the highest grossing tour ever at that point in history. Wow. Ever? Mm-hmm. Crazy. I didn't know that. I will fact check myself before we post this, but it's something like that. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. I love that. Did you say the standout song from Rep? Oh no. Or give your synopsis. Oh we just gosh. started talking about I it. I know. We we're it's so just, excited. It's so iconic. Okay, probably the most polarizing album for fans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> it has a very dark, witchy electro pop sound mm. that can either captivate you or bore you depending on your taste in music, which is I feel like is. Fair. I mean, sure. <laughs> I'm like, you're wrong. No, I'm just <laughs> this is like pretty, it tries to be unbiased. Um, reputation largely focuses on Swift's dirty laundry from years before between 2014 and 2017, including having the world turn against her while she was, fa- uh, have, including having the world turned against her while she was falling in love with a man mm-hmm. who saw her for who she really was. Yes. Out of all of her records, Reputation has the most cooks in the kitchen, so to speak, mm-hmm. as she teams with longtime collaborators, Max Martin, Shellback, and Jack, Jack Antonoff. Antonoff. Some standouts we love. Uh, standouts, Getaway Car, mm-hmm. Don't Blame Me, and Call It What You Want. That's so funny because I don't know if any of those are singles. Really? And that's what you give us the standouts. Uh, that. This is what this person had as standouts. Yeah. I, my personal standouts are Look What You Made Me Do. Do I think it's her best, like, lyrically? No, literally not at all. But for the moment that it was, mm-hmm. if you really think about it, it it was the mm-hmm. moment. Um, and it it's not my favorite on the album yeah. at all. My personal standouts are Gorgeous, New Year's Day, because I personally love that one, mm-hmm. and... There's and getaway so car. Many. There's so many. Delicate. Album. Delicate. Oh my gosh. Delicate is track five. Oh. And it had a music video. Yeah. Um, Endgame. Yeah. Had Ed Sheeran and Future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Ready for It. Just it's I, just like it started off the album and you're like I mean there's so what many. is going on but then there's also like 
I mean, we could have said this for every album where we talked about all of our favorites, but like King of My Heart yeah. and just, oh, there are so many good ones. I love that. Um, Do we want to take a... Sure. Uh-huh. And then we and then we finish? Okay, great. Okay. <laughs> this has been part one. Mm-hmm. Of... This is a good place to stop. Yeah. Because, okay, so hold on. Let me say one more thing about reputation okay. and then I will say why it's a good place to stop. Okay, great. Reputation, another thing that I feel like is a defining thing for Swifty Snow is it was her first album where she was dating Joe Alwyn, <gasps> yes. who's one of her, if not longest, boyfriend yeah, relationships. Yeah, her longest relationship. Um, they dated for six years after that, but this was the first one. Yeah. And it has about him. themes of love. Mm-hmm. Like, it, when you really listen to oh, it, yeah. it is a love album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't write New Year's Day and not be in love. Yeah. I'm sorry. So, I think it was kind of a turning point for her yeah. in her songwriting because all of her songs had been, like... Love, love... I gained think, love lost. Yeah, and I yeah. think like the like stereotype of her was like she just writes song breakup songs about like yeah these A list people that she's dated, and then she starts dating Joe, who not many people knew who he yeah. was respectfully, and <laughs> like isn't really like they're just love songs. They're not yeah. like breakup songs anymore about him. Not yeah. that she didn't have that before, no, but it was just kind you. of a turning point. And this is also a good place to stop because this is the last album before she was owning them as she put them out. That's so true. Oh my gosh. So So. for those of you who are like, why is she re-recording? What Mm -hmm. is happening? Um, That is what our next episode is going to start with. So yay. Thank you so much for listening to Swiftology. We love our Swiftologists. Oh yeah. (laughs) And we're just big fans of you. Hopefully you're big fans of us. (laughs) You will be. And, and if uh, not, we're all big fans of Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> if there's one thing to know, we love her. Nice. We love her so much. So, I guess, yeah. Class, Class dismissed. dismissed. Nice.